Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-co-hosts, MJ Wuayu, here with Scott and Steven. We're back again, baby, uh, for another rendition of our fantasy football podcast in the year of 2023. Um, and we're, we can't be more excited to be here. Um, and to start off with, we're going to go on, kick it off with our icebreaker today, which is our go-to karaoke song. Mine. It, well, it brings, always brings the house down. I know everyone else is going to bring the house down too, but it's, uh, friends in low places. And man, oh man, I don't know. I just love that. I love that song so much. Um, and everyone, it really gets the whole crowd going, especially down here in the South. Um, so Scott, what, what do you sing? What do you sing? I like that answer, MJ. Uh, you should not be a huge fan of country, but it's definitely grown on me in recent years. And that mm. is a banger for karaoke. Uh, for me, I have to always do Bohemian Rhapsody. Listen, nobody can sing it like Freddie Mercury and Queen. Uh, it's it's impossible to do what they did, but it's all about getting the crowd into it, like you said, and just putting on a show. And let me tell you, I get into Bohemian Rhapsody when I do it for karaoke. Uh, I try to get as many friends to to go along with me, just because it's it's more fun when you're in a group. But mm. I will definitely crush it solo if need be. And yeah, I shoot for that high note every single time. Mm, the greatest showman, as we we call it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a great pick, uh, Stephen. How about yourself? Yeah, man. I mean, friends in low places. Great pick. I like that one a lot. It's chill, but somewhat can get high energy through the song and gets the crowd involved. Bohemian Rhapsody is an absolutely wild pick. It's one of the hardest songs of all time by <laughs> one of the best singers <laughs> of all time. But I mean, it is, I mean, it does get fun. It does get, I love a challenge, man. I love a challenge. Um, I, uh, I don't love a challenge when it comes to to singing. I, I keep mine pretty low key. And for that reason, candy shop by 50 cent tends to be my, my go-to, um, can also turn into a duet at times, which is nice. Um, Mm. the things we do, you know, Y'all know how it goes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, get crazy in <laughs> a karaoke bar. It's very, it's very chill. Um, it causes some laughter, but uh, low risk. So that's what I go for. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's a wonderful karaoke song, and I know I, I feel like everyone knows the words to at least a bit of Candy Shop, right? And if you don't, they got them playing on the screen for you in the background. Oh, yeah, very true. Yeah, I guess that's the great thing about karaoke. I love when everyone kind of start singing along right um well awesome you guys as you know well any of our listeners know the combine is coming up here in a few weeks followed by the nfl draft um so for our next section i'm doing another upcoming 2023 um glimpse into except this time it's going to be the wide receiver class and this is going to be short and sweet just like the rb uh segment and i'm just going to give you in no particular order uh 10 of these 23 uh, 2023 wide receivers who i think you should really look into and at least watch your tape okay so i'm I'm starting with joshua downs from unc Uh, he's listed at 175 510 
nice slot receiver go all around. Speaking of slot receivers, we got Jackson Smith and Jigba wide receiver for Ohio state at 200 pounds, six, one. Then we have Jalen Hyatt who really broke out this year at Tennessee, uh, 186 foot. We got Jordan Addison, who is a Blitnikoff winner over at Pittsburgh. He went over to USC this year. Uh, he's at 175, six foot as well. Uh, Quentin Johnston, uh, who everyone has been raving about recently, but if you saw the championship game, Keely Ringo just shut him down and Georgia did. So uh, we also got Zay Flowers, who I really like uh, from Boston College, 182, 590. He's one on the shorter side, but watch him play. I mean, it looks like a flashback to Antonio Brown. Blows your mind. Uh, Tank Dell, who really showed out in the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. Uh, he's on another one who's on the like lighter side. He's he's 5'10", but he's only at 163, so that's one of the concerns a lot of, uh, of these people have, a lot of scouts have for him. Uh, but awesome route runner, really electric. Uh, Rasheed Rice, uh, coming from SMU, uh, six foot, uh, 200 pounds. He's got great balance overall. And uh, I'm going to say, of course, Keishon Boutte from LSU. Um, coming out, 205, listed at six foot, who's just electric on the ground. So once again, no particular order of who I'd say would be you know, the top wide receivers in this class, but these guys definitely have the potential to show up in the NFL. And I think for me, part of my, my grading is the eye test. And these guys... They'll, I think they'll impress you. So, um, thank you for tuning in this, this little section. And we're actually going to go ahead and move on to, uh, the SCS hype train, baby. Choo choo. Steven, what do we got going on? Who are you hyped about? Choo choo. Um, all right, guys, we're going to talk about some quote unquote old players in dynasty. So we're looking at age respective to position and whether or not we are on the hype train and again specifically in dynasty for we'll just say years to come um however long that may be again we're, we're looking at older players so this could be maybe two years maybe six years um but uh, i'm just gonna throw out a few from a few different positions and see what we think uh the first one let's start with deandre hopkins on the Oh, so powerful Arizona Cardinals with their new coach and injured quarterback. Um, who knows where he'll be next year? Good chance it won't be Arizona um, due to the cap hit. But what do you guys think? Are you on the 30 going on 31 hype train for DeAndre Hopkins? I'll go first, MJ. Uh, so I think I got off at the last train station and I'm just going to let that train keep on riding. Um, Cardinals are in bad shape. Whether or not he returns to the Cardinals or not, it's still up in the air. But like you mentioned, he's 30, pushing 31. He's getting up there for wide receiver age. Um, yeah, he's he's a great – he's you know been number one in, in fantasy before. Um, but I think I'm going to let that train keep on chugging away, and I, I am hopping off. MJ, I am really surprised you said that, Scott. Because if you watched, if you watch any of the games that he played in this year, 
especially when he came back and all the one handed, all the circus cat. I mean, it looked like he had glue on his hands. The man still got it. And I think he would at least has, I mean, I think if he's given a, a chance in the a, a right offense where he's definitely the alpha and that, you know, like no, the wide receiver two is non-existent. Yeah. I'm, I think he's still a buy in the right situation. Um, but dude, the guy looked crazy this year and all we did this, all we, all I, I just remember me and Steven texting just like, Oh my God, nuke crazy. The guy's crazy. I, I love this story too, man. I love how he gives, gives uh, t- every touchdown pass to his mom, finds her in the, in the stands. Like I, I love the dude. So yes, I'm on the hype train. Absolutely. Choo choo. That's right. That's two choos. I'm also on the Hopkins hype train. I think more so with the belief that, He's not going to be in Arizona, and I think pretty much anywhere else I can see him just flourishing. So, um, yeah, I I think he's got at least a solid three more years in him, and for me, that's prime. Um, So I'm going to jump on the Hopkins hype train. Um, Next up, another wide receiver that is also 30, going on 31, Mr. Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. MJ, we'll start with you because you seem to be unexcited about this one. Uh, <clears throat> listen, man, I, I, geez, after, you know, the problem with, I don't, this year I've learned to really not associate the word or the phrase injury prone to players because injuries are, you know, happen out of circumstance. But Keenan Allen, who I really thought, you know, would come back. He came, well, he did come back this year. It re-injures himself out another couple of weeks. And although he did come back, and I think he was the average wide receiver four when he did come back, he's just getting another year near older. And, you know, personally, as I'm starting to near 30, I'm finding that injuries are getting harder and harder to get over. I, I'm off that train for Keenan Allen. I I would buy him for really cheap if I if I really needed I mean any kind of wide receiver depth but otherwise I'm selling. Yeah. Uh first of all, MJ, I totally forgot that you're not even 30 yet, man. Uh just just wait until you get on the other <laughs> side of that hill. It, oh no. It only gets worse every year. Um but yeah, Listen, if my choices were DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen, I would pick Hopkins. And I already mentioned that I'm, I'm hopping off the Hopkins train. So uh, Keenan Allen's always been one of those players where for me in fantasy, he's always made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Like he's always kind of giving me that heebie-jeebie vibe. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't feel great about him. I don't feel great about this pick. I always try and look for something else around him in value. And, and honestly, I don't have great explanations for you guys as to why. Like, he's been a great slot receiver. Um, you know, he's definitely got it done before. But I think it's also a mix in there with with several injuries throughout his career. And um, I just, I don't know, I always feel like there's there's something else that I could get instead. Um, yeah, so I, I'm definitely not on the Keenan Allen train. Whew, this is tough for me. But I think it may be no choose, no choose for Kiki. Um, I mean, I love Keenan Allen. I got a soft spot for him. I know you got I, burned by him this year. I did. I did. 
But the thing is, I thought I was going to get burned by him last year and traded him to you. <laughs> and it almost almost gave me a win. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, he is, he is great when he's on the field. Um, and I still think that he's going to be Herbert's go-to for, I don't know, at least a couple of years. I don't – like, Mike Williams has had a shot-ish apart from injury. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I just think, unfortunately – not reliable enough for me to, to go after him. Um, let's stay on the same team, though, with a quote-unquote old running back in Mr. Austin Eckler himself. Um, oh, baby. Scott, hype train on Austin. Yo, listen, I, I don't see how you can't still be on the Austin Eckler hype train after the last couple of seasons that he's put up. Um, yeah, he's he's 27, which we're going to talk about that here shortly, about ages of players in Dynasty. But uh, if I am a team in a win-now situation, he is 100% a running back that I am targeting, um, especially if he's on a team that's not a win-now team and they're trying to get youth. Um, dude's a stud. He has such great pass-catching ability, which is huge in any kind of PPR, happy PR format. Um, love me some Austin Eckler. Yes, he has the injury history as well, but with the running back position being, you know, kind of questionable all over the place, give me somebody that's a surefire bet as Austin Eckler is right now. Yeah, listen, hundred percent, hot like ten thousand percent on that train, and the the fact that this guy was able to do it, nearly do it at two two years in a row, was he first in PPR? This year was it McCaffrey? Oh no no no! I'm sorry, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. No, no, no. I think I think Eckler was first. I'll double check why you keep. Yeah, going thank you. Years. But I listen. We've talked about. There's a lot of reasons to love this guy. Okay, not only does he put the work in. Um, honestly, around the NFL, from what I've read, he's one of the hardest workers, hardest working athletes out there, and he puts the work in. It, the results show. Um. And he does so much for the community. Yeah, I'm on that hype train, and I want to continue supporting this guy because, dang, what an athlete. So in half-point PPR, Austin Eckler was number one. McCaffrey Damn. was number two. Jacobs was number three. That's half-point PPR. Got standard uh, scoring elsewhere, no bonuses. <sighs> yeah, so crazy that he was able to basically do that two years in a row. I mean, he I think he averaged out the same amount of touchdowns too, which is crazy. Um, so yes, on that hype train, Steven. Choo, 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 all aboard the hype train. I mean, no question for me. Obviously this is prime age for running backs on my team. Um, give me Austin Eckler all day, every day. He's a beast. He's a great person off the field as well. Um, easy, easy hype train for me. Um, another running back. The king himself, King Henry, Mr. Derrick Henry, who is age 29. What do we think? You guys on the hype train for him? Ah, uh, it's, it's okay. At first, it's difficult because, you know, he's just everyone continues to just to just be so afraid. But here's what I know. What I know is actually after a text chain we talked about earlier today. 
what I know is I only know two wide receivers on the Titans depth chart, and they're about to potentially lose Tannenhill. So that makes me believe they're going to have to use the crap out of Henry this year as well. Um, I'm on the hype train. The fact that he was, I think he was running back four for the year. Uh, I mean, still producing numbers, even though I could, I faded in the past two years and the man just won't stop. I mean, yes, I'm still on the hype train for Henry and I think he's definitely serviceable. Hell, you could probably get him for a discount too in Dynasty because people probably are going to be afraid. Not me. Scott? Yeah, so uh, I would say that I'm on the train. Uh, I'm definitely not as far up the train as I was with Austin Eckler. Uh, instead of being like in a first-class carriage, I'm probably in the caboose. Um, but... Uh, Dude is is still probably the best running back in the league, even at his ripe old age of 29, which is funny to say. Um, for Dynasty, I I would I would definitely be worried that this is the last year he's going to give you. Um, and so, if you are on a team with Derrick Henry, I think now would be the best time to try and sell him. If you are not in a position to win right now, um, and once again, if you are needing like one or two more pieces to get you to the promised land, then I think, yeah, Derrick Henry is somebody that you could buy low right now for one season, but I wouldn't bank on him giving you production moving forward uh, as far as Dynasty goes. Choo-choo-choo. Back-to-back, all aboard the hype train. Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. Prime age for the STS fun train team. So, um, yeah, give me Henry to, to take me to the – to a back-to-back ship if I have the opportunity. Um, let's wrap it up with a quarterback who is 39 years old. And, of course, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat himself. Um, Scott, on or off the hype train? I was born in the darkness. Um yeah, dude, uh, Aaron Rodgers, man, what, what is going on, man? Like this. All right, listen. Sometimes you just need time to sit back, take a breather, self-reflect on your life. But the way that he's gone about it, and like the way that he's kind of just crushed his relationship with the Packers, um, in my opinion, is not very professional of him. Uh, I, I get that he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, he can still sling it, but dude, I'm, I'm hopping off the Rogers train, especially for dynasty. Um, we don't even know if he's going to play this year or not. He's, he's possibly contemplating retirement. I don't know who would contemplate retirement when you have like a guaranteed 50 million plus in the line, but he's contemplating it. Um, and he also possibly uh, could go to the jets, go to the Raiders. We have no idea where he's going to go, who his weapons are going to be. Uh, I'm not on the Rodgers train anymore. MJ? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, there's just so much in the air. There's, and that's the problem. I mean, not really so much problem. This, like, that's what's put me off of Aaron Rodgers recently. It's just, you know, I'm glad. I, I think, the, and if, there's just so much pressure on the guy. 
and he's done this for, I think this is his 18th season with the Packers or so. I mean, he's been, he's been part of the league for a long time. And I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like even with wide receivers who are letting you down, I think that offense could have, he, he still could have made a difference and he didn't. I, I so I am. Yeah. I, I talked recently too, before this about the changing of the guard. And I think, I think I'm out, I'm off that train off the Rogers train. And I, I think I'll still think he's going to be doing like maybe high end QB two numbers, but like, I, I don't think it's going to be nearly as consistent enough. So. I am hopping <laughs> on board the Rogers hype train. I think I am. Are you on everybody's train? <laughs> Everyone, but Keenan. <laughs> oh, but Keenan, excuse um, me. I mean, I, I definitely get the concerns. Who knows if he's even playing ever again, but I, if he does play, I think that he bounces back and, you know, at least for my team with Patrick Mahomes, can't ask for a better QB two than Rogers. Um, so I would still, I would still go after him. I'll uh, pay a fair price. So if you're looking to, part ways let me know but uh i'm, I'm still in on, on the rogers hype train discount double check um but discount with that check baby let's let the train keep on moving into the water as we take a dive with scott well let's, let's hope the train doesn't go into the water that, that's not where trains belong but okay uh yes we're gonna talk a little dynasty uh a little more specifics with this, um, I guess first we'll start out with for any of our listeners out there that are strictly redraft only have never done a dynasty before. Just a real quick overview: uh, redraft, you draft a different team every year. Um, that's standard across the board. Nobody has the same players uh, unless you do some kind of keeper format. And a dynasty, you have an initial draft where you draft a team and you keep that team unless you trade away players, they retire. Um, or something happens to them and then they're no longer playing football. Um, but the nice thing about dynasty is there's a little more depth to it, uh, and it changes every year and you have to study up on upcoming players. Um, and there's a lot more depth as far as trading goes. Um, and so it's, it's important that you're constantly looking for the best way to construct your roster. Um, and so kind of the next thing I'm going to talk about here is, is lessons that I've learned and, and Steven and MJ are going to chime in here um, from the one year of doing dynasty that we've, we've had so far. Um, the biggest thing I would hype on, which I've mentioned when talking about my fantasy one-on-one rules in general is know the format, make sure you hundred percent know what all the rules are in, in your dynasty league. And, um, you know, how the draft's going to work, how many roster spots there are, um, especially, you know, if there's going to be like a super flex. Um, a, another rule that I would say in Dynasty especially is beware of the running backs a little bit. And I, I think that's kind of um, not just in Dynasty, but that's in fantasy in general. We're kind of seeing this shift, and MJ and I have talked about this a little bit, where uh, there's kind of no such thing as a true bell cow 
running back anymore. There's uh, pretty much running backs by committees everywhere. Um, it's just a matter of finding guys that are in good situations that are going to give you productive points. Um, but also with Dynasty specifically, uh, the reason you kind of want to be aware of running backs is just the ages, which we kind of uh, hinted on a little bit with Steven's hype train. Um, but for, for running backs, when they hit that 27 plus age range, they're quote unquote considered old uh, running backs in the league, which I, I know me sitting here at 33 calling somebody 27 old, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a little weird, but as far as, you know, your athletic age, your athletic ability, the way running backs get beat up 27 plus, that's kind of the cutoff age. Um, and so you want to make sure that if you can, you're targeting guys that are under that age and you're really only going after studs that are that age or older, like Austin Eckler or Derek Henry. Um, if you are in some kind of, uh, situation where, where you just need one or two more pieces to, to get you to a championship for wide receivers, it's a little bit older. Uh, we kind of, uh, look at about 30 plus is that that cutoff age um and then for quarterbacks uh we kind of discussed this a little bit before the pod we all had differing opinions but roughly 33 um uh is kind of that age where quarterbacks start to fall off really you, you've got your stafford your rogers and your brady uh in recent history a little bit matt ryan before this past season but um not many guys do it at a high consistent level beyond that age. Um, and so uh, a, a huge lesson learned for all of us is just keep in mind players' ages um, as, as you are constructing your roster, as you are drafting. Um, you guys got any other lessons learned on that? Yeah, I know. I mean, similar to like looking for a soulmate, I think you got to kind of look at ages and make sure that you're, uh, you know, not going, uh, not going too high in the, Staying in the staying in the zone. So, yeah, you have to make sure to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure where Steve was going with that, but okay. Um, I think another uh, one lesson I learned was be patient. As much as I, you know, as much as I want to say you need to be active, you can still be an active part of the, you know, of the league and not trade. I mean, really, you can you can. You can reach out, talk to talk to your league mates, and that's important to to really see who you're going to be able to trade with, see what they like, information. And I think that's what um, a lot of us are really realizing is, even if it's a failed trade, we don't come to agreement. I at least saw what you you're going to expect on your end of the deal. Um, oh. A hundred percent, MJ. That's such a great point. Uh, everybody values players differently. Yes, uh, I think we might have mentioned it before that you can use things like trade analyzers, like Keep Trade Cut, but not everybody is a numbers guy. I I personally am a numbers guy, and uh, I, I very much am against making trades where something like Keep Trade Cut says it's not in my favor or it's not an even trade. Um, but I know Stephen, for example could care less what keep trade cut says he has his own valuing system which yeah, if you're actually a numbers guy you won't use ktc because it's a load of bullshit and is based off of a popularity contest so if you're actually a numbers guy you'll look at statistics look at people have actually done and just look at the facts ktc is a fantasy land not to be yeah fantasy land and we're playing fantasy football and look I get why you say it's a popularity contest, but it is a collective ranking system 
of people everywhere that play fantasy football on players. And it's pretty darn close to most ranks and, and ranking systems. And it's one of the best features as far as uh, valuing trades out there that you're going to find. Pros and cons, pros and cons. But I do say, I do, well, I mean, I, it at least provides, uh, you know, like Scott said, a collected database. So at least you can get an idea. Um, I think that's the most important thing, getting an idea of what player values is, because I really feel like that is the toughest part about, one of the toughest parts about Dynasty is really finding a groove and realizing how people are valuing certain players over others. And uh, yeah, so I think that is a great tip as well. And and especially draft picks because, you know, yes, yeah, Steven hates on KTC, but Steven is also the guy in the fantasy league that hates draft picks, thinks they're useless and thinks they're not worth anything. Uh, and, you know, MJ and I would strongly disagree with that. Um, and KTC is a good place to kind of gauge, uh, you know, whether it's a first, second or third or going into this season, where in those rounds those picks are, how much they're actually worth compared to actual players. Um, so talking about our specific startup, uh, that's coming up this year because we have our, our current dynasty league, but as we mentioned before, we're turning our home redraft league into a dynasty this year. Um, some tips that we are just going to kind of pass, uh, to those guys. And we're starting with first round drafting specifically. Um, so we are doing a super flex, uh, 10, 10 roster spot, 12 players. And our biggest tip we can say is you got to go after those top gun uh, quarterbacks to begin with. Uh, if you miss out on Allen Mahomes, Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Lawrence, and possibly Fields, so uh, top eight quarterbacks there, that's probably the point where you can pivot and maybe go after like a top wide receiver, um, such as Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, if you want to go after one of those top five receivers earlier in that more power to you. But I, I think I know, especially from this last year, I learned that I should have probably gone after a quarterback first, definitely not, uh, a running back. I ended up getting Najee 10th overall. Um, and you know, it wasn't completely Najee's fault that he was terrible this year, but, um, I, you know, I missed out on getting a quarterback. Uh, I could have gotten uh, another wide receiver earlier. Um, definitely would not recommend uh, going after a running back in the first round. MJ? Yeah, man, I would. Listen, there's. What's the point of, you know, doing a startup draft, right? Or doing the draft? It is picking players that will get you or what you think will get you the most points which is why quarterbacks, especially the elite ones are so important in the startups, you know, the first half super flex, especially. Um, but what comes after that? Yes. I'd have to agree. Wide receivers, JJ, uh, Jamar chase. Listen, you could even go. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I, I would say Austin. Well, no, I pushed that into this like second round. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really any outstanding standing running back. I could, trust up into like right now the rb1 consensus like through ktc 
Okay. But what everyone still views as RB one is Brees Hall and he just tore his ACL. Like, I'm not going to take, I'm, I'm not going to take Brees until third round. Like, yeah, I, th- I think I agree with that, especially coming off the ACL. I would say third round be the earliest for Brees. Um, the only person that I would consider, uh, as far as Ray Mexico, maybe drafting before him would be Kenneth Walker the third. Yeah. Um, just because we know the situation and we know how good he is. Um, but I'm not touching him until late second at the yeah. earliest. Right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. And even I mean, after the back all day, all day. Steven likes the quote unquote old players. And that's okay too. Hey, people have different strategies. I uh, see what I do is just let see how far CMC falls. If he comes back to me around third, fourth round, a scoopity doop. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. I think you know we're kind of getting a gauge of some of our our players in our league. I mean, we know a lot of the guys we've been playing with them for years, but a couple of the new guys we kind of know what they like. And I know one of the new guys is obsessed with CMC, so he's probably not going to be around too long. Um, and I think that's another kind of good tip to to give everybody is kind of get to know the players in your league uh, a little bit, kind of see what they like, what they don't like. Um, if you know somebody has a, if you know somebody has a favorite uh, NFL team, exploit that a little bit. Um, they might target players from that team. They might want players from that team. Um, you know, I, me being a big Cowboys fan, uh, you would think I'd want a bunch of Cowboys uh, fantasy players, but I, I've learned that lesson. Um, <laughs> I, I typically go for one guy on my team, and that's it. Um, but some guys. You know, they, they try and scoop up all the studs on their on their favorite NFL team. So, you know, exploit that if you can. Uh, another thing I would say is wait a very long time on kicker and defense. You know, in a typical redraft, we say the last two rounds is when you should get your defense and your kicker. Um, in a dynasty startup, I think we're going to have 26 rounds. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're waiting much later than, than, you know, rounds 14 and 15 like you would in a redraft league. Um Steven might might differ on that a little bit. Steven loves him some defense, but uh, I, I think you're you're wasting value, you're wasting picks if you're taking a kicker defense anytime before like round 20. Yeah, I mean kicker I'll usually always agree with. I think you can wait off quite a bit, even even easy to grab like a young quick kicker off the waiver once you see them kind of progress through the rookie season, but I don't know for defenses. I'm still uh, I'm still on board with with scooping me up a good D, especially in dynasty. You have a limit of 32, and we're talking, you know, you don't ever redraft. You know, you can only trade or pick up defenses. So, like, if half the league has two defenses, which they don't, only I have three, I think. Um, but there's a limited supply, so I guess for that reason, it's important to me to lock down a uh a defense although at the same time it's it's it seems like there's always a surprise each year so it's definitely a volatile position and i mean i I think 15 is probably around the time when i would when i would look at it personally but but the difference is steven is that there's one starting defense like for quarterbacks which is the same thing there's 32 starting quarterbacks you got two roster spots. They're a lot more valuable. You need you need a lot more of them. You want a lot more depth of them. And not only that, if you are filling out your bench with multiple defenses, like in your case right now, you're sitting on three defenses going into the 2023 year. 
that's two other roster spots that you could be using for younger up and coming players that, that are unproven, but could possibly, you know, come out of nowhere. Who like Cade York? I didn't say kickers. Okay. <laughs> Talking like young running backs, young wide receivers. Uh, MJ, anything to add on that one? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, let's, you could even completely fade. As we as been mentioned, you can com- even completely fade defenses and kickers and just continue to build the depth of your team, which is really what you want. I mean, after that startup draft, I mean, it's free game. I mean, everyone's adding, dropping, making adjustments. So uh, on top of that, you know, really prepare. You know, take the time. Look at the, all the certain scenarios, all the different routes that you'll be taking. And give yourself a game plan i mean i wouldn't want to show up to i don't know my own birthday party with my pants down you know i got you got to think about it <laughs> you gotta you can't you, you don't want to hop into a 26 20 plus round draft and not have any idea of of what's going to happen when your number one pick isn't there and what to do after yep. that so. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You definitely need contingencies, you need backup plans. Um, inevitably, you're going to be sitting on a player, uh, and the picks are coming in. He's still there, he's still there, and then the pick right before he gets scooped up. Um, hopefully, depending on how your dynasty league is set up, it's not a quick draft, and you actually have time to make that decision. But, um, yeah, just always have contingency plans, always have backup plans. Um and don't waste a ton of roster space on on kickers and defenses. And I will say real quick, I know Steven doesn't care about this at all, but people that are uh, about numbers and using something like KTC for trade value, um, kickers and defenses carry zero trade value according to those websites. So um, as far as trades go, they consider them negligible. Um, anyways, speaking of trading, uh, the last thing I would say here is try to trade early and often, especially if there's something that you want that you don't think will make it back to you in the draft. So say you're going into round four, uh, you've gotten uh, a couple quarterbacks and a wide receiver, and there's one more guy, one more wide receiver, or maybe the first running back that you want, and you are I don't know, eight, ten picks away, and you're like, there's no way he's making it back to me. Find somebody that are that are in that's in that eight to ten picks before you. Uh, reach out to to him or her and hey, what can I give you for for this draft pick? Um, or hey, draft this person and I'll draft these next two people for you and we'll trade or something like that. Reach out, see if you can make a trade work to where you can land that player that you want. Uh, you know, don't don't miss out on an opportunity because you were afraid to reach out to somebody. Um, like, like we mentioned before, hopefully your draft time is long enough, especially for the startup draft where you have that time to negotiate picks as you go. Uh, one thing that we definitely saw in our first startup dynasty draft was zero picks were traded through like five rounds, I think, or four and a half rounds. And then the shit just hit the fan. And from, uh, about the end of round five to about round 14, there were so many picks traded left and right. People doing uh, like 
a fifth and an eighth for a six and a seven people trading uh their fifth and their sixth for like a first the next year crazy things were happening but um yeah trade early and often especially if there's something that you want and with that uh we're gonna go ahead and move into mfk and for this week we're doing something a little special i know we are off season um we've we've kind of beat all the players from last year uh like a dead horse so uh we all came up with a different category and we're picking three different things from that category that we are going to mfk so for mine i picked christopher nolan movies and the options are inception interstellar and the dark knight mfk i mean this is literally the easiest mfk of all time Mary, Dark Knight, top five film of all time. It's not a superhero movie. It's a work of art. It is incredible. It is majestic. Maybe the best victim, not victim, sorry, villain acting performance of all time with Heath Ledger, RIP. Um, I mean, incredible movie. Jaw dropped in the theater. Um, for my kill, easily interstellar, partially just because probably couldn't wrap my head around it. Um, and it was super long. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's some funny know, shit right there. <laughs> that leaves me with uh, <laughs> F in Inception, which is which is a great movie. Um, <laughs> I, I do F with Inception, so it makes sense. Um, great, great uh, score um great cast and really good movie oh listen gosh i if dark knight is so good all these movies are so great honestly they are all so great um but i will have to marry dark knight it's just that movie actually did make my jaw drop to the floor it has I know you're shaking your head, Scott, but what a great... I I can't talk more highly of Dark Knight. And out of all these three movies, I mean, it, it, that's how it goes. It, I'm going to have to field... I'm going <laughs> to... Uh, Inception. Inception. I love, I love Inception as well, but I'll have to kill Interstellar. I won't dive too deep, but those movies are all so great, and that's how I have to rank them. Listen, you, you guys are completely wrong. It's not the easiest MFK of all time. Uh... So I'm 100%. I'm 100% biased, but Inception is the greatest movie of all time. Uh, there's there's no other movie that I'd marry over it, uh, including all the Star Wars movies, which are great. I love them. They're definitely number two as a collective whole. But give me Inception. My jaw not only dropped in the movie theater once, it dropped twice because I went to see it twice, and then that night it dropped in my dream, and it dropped in my dream within my dream, and it just kept dropping all the way to limbo because it's the greatest movie of all time. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that movie, but if it's on, I'm watching it. If somebody's like, hey, let's watch Inception, I'm like, done, cancel all the other plans, Inception time, let's go. I will Friends of Benefits, Interstellar. Listen, that movie was great. I don't care if it was long, it was extremely entertaining. It was mind blowing, not as much as Inception was mind blowing, but I loved every minute about it. Uh, the, the part where they went to the one planet 
where time was normal for them, but back on the spaceship, like time was exponentially faster and they came back and the guy was like 20 years older than the rest of them. I was <laughs> like, Oh man, the deep fills like, and then the fact that they found like a fifth dimension being gravity and was able to manipulate the watch to then, you know, tell his daughter how to get the, uh, to, to get the spaceship, to get the human race off of her. Like, listen, yes, there are some parts in that movie where you got to like really think about it, wrap your head around it, read some post movie articles, whatever you got to do, but it's a great movie. Well put together. Listen, I'm killing dark Knight. First of all, Dark Knight is a superhero movie because it is the second in a trilogy of Batman movies. Don't get me wrong. Heath Ledger, amazing job. Great villain. One of the best villains of all time. Definitely not top five movie of all time. Not even top 10. Okay. I, it might be the best <laughs> Batman movie of all time. I'm not going to argue that. It's definitely the best Batman movie of all time. Okay. But 100% not a top five movie is a superhero movie. And of those three movies is my kill. Not to say that it's not a great movie, but it does not hold a candle to the other two. Scott, I really know that you love using websites to kind of back up your facts. So just want to read out some Rotten Tomatoes scores for you. Um, starting with last place, Interstellar, Rotten Tomatoes, 72%. The audience score of 86%. Moving to a solid second place is Inception with the Rotten Tomatoes score of 87% and audience score of 91%. In unanimous first place, Stark Knight, with a Tomatoes score of 94% and an audience score of 94%. So across the board, critics and the people love the Dark Knight. So, And if the world jumped off a bridge, I would laugh as they all jumped off the bridge, and I would enjoy Inception on my own. Hey, Inception was a great movie. I loved Inception. Yeah, it but... was awesome. But it's not the Dark Knight. <laughs> all right. You're right, it's way better. Well, moving on from the hot take <laughs> segment number one, MJ, what you got? Okay, so I I am I'm not as personally um, attached. you can attach to <laughs> to this as Scott, but that's okay. I, I actually love how a passion he is about Inception. That's actually really awesome. Um, mine's going to be Southern side dishes, and I love Southern food. I love, and it's because I went to a very Southern meat and three today and man, it was good. I ate chicken pot pie, fried okra, some collard greens, man. But your choices are, and because you can get this as a side at this first one, you can get a side at, um, cracker barrel. So it's a Southern side, uh, old fashioned chicken and dumplings, mashed potatoes and gravy or macaroni and cheese. Who'd like to go first? Is you said chicken and dumplings? Yeah, yeah, chicken and dumplings. Is that a side? Yeah, because you can I said my precursor to it was since cracker barrel you can order as a side. Uh, it is a side. I see. I honestly don't know if I've had them, but I'm kind of scared. <gasps> um Okay. So I'm going with uh, a close second to the easiest MFK of all time. <laughs> um, going to Mary Mac and Cheese, F potatoes, <laughs> mashed potatoes specifically, and killed chicken and dumplings because 
I don't know, something about dumplings is off-putting to me when it's around chicken. <laughs> so that's what I got. In in a rare occurrence, uh, I think the uh, the side bros are going to be in agreement here. Mac and cheese is the inception of side dishes. There's no question. It is the Mary mashed potatoes and gravy would be the friends with benefits. And I think I would have to kill the chicken and dumplings, unfortunately. Dang. Well, I mean, that's still okay. You guys, I can't believe you never, Scott, please tell me you've had chicken and dumplings. I've had chicken and dumplings, but I mean, it's no Mac and cheese. I mean, yeah, but at least you've had chicken and dumplings. I, Oh my gosh. Okay. When you come visit, we'll have some chicken and dumplings. Okay. Yes. Um, I'll have to a good mashed potatoes and gravy. I'll actually go first. Um, I didn't throw my favorite Southern sides in here. I threw in what I thought people would like, <laughs> but, and, and probably have tasted not apparently not so, but definitely mashed potatoes and gravy, uh, to throw up there. Mary friends with bench of uh, chicken and dumplings, which is my wife's favorite, favorite side, favorite dish, Southern dish. And then I'm going to have to kill, macaroni and cheese surprisingly to you guys so listen man there's so many different things that you can do with mac and cheese these days you can throw a little truffle oil in there you could throw some bacon you could throw some lobster you could throw like anything in there or you could just have plain mac and cheese it's universal it's amazing like it's unquestionably the inception of these three it's so dexterous you know you can put anything in it um yeah scott Oh, I'm sorry, Stephen. Stephen, what, what's your MFK? All right, guys. I'm finishing up with a classic MFK, bringing us back to the origin. I got three certified baddies for you. First, starting out with Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, followed up by Lola Bunny from Space Jam, followed up by Judy Hopps from Zootopia, MFK, and feel free to Google if you're not sure of who they are. We got three certified batty buddies on the table. Yeah, I'm gonna need a second on this one. Not gonna lie, I've never seen uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So oh, I'm what? Sure. I I know. Just you wait. <laughs> uh, Just I you cannot. wait. Okay. Well, who is the name of the last character again from Zootopia? Judy Hopps. Judy Hops. Yeah, she was actually, she's pretty interesting. Listen, this is, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my kill is going to be Judy Hops. Ouch, bro. <laughs> kill is Judy. I've had, I had a, a, okay, I had a long time crush on Lola uh, because of the Space Jam movie. I thought she was, I don't know, I fell in love as a child. Not saying I have a crush on her now, but <laughs> definitely hot back in the day as a child. And Jessica Rabbit, definitely friends with Benjavitz. Although I did have a little crush with her, but Lola just was always just super beautiful to me. Easy to me. Seductive too. All right. So those of you out there like me that have never seen this movie, uh, Roger Rabbit is actually a rabbit, but Jessica Rabbit is a female. A human female. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I mean, for that fact alone, like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm married, I'm not gonna make any mention of how Jessica Rabbit looks, but she is the only one that is a human female. 
So I will marry Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> I'm going to Friends of Benchfits, Lola Bunny, and I'm going to kill Judy Hopps. <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm agreeing with MG on this one. It's like, how can Heck you yes. go against Lola Bunny? I mean, rewatch Space Jam, specifically Space Jam 1. They did her wrong in Space Jam 2, and I'm not going to lie. But Space Jam 1, Lola Bunny, I still hop in it. Um, she's a she's a that certified respect. bunny. You, um, you heard it first here. Steven's all about that bestiality. <laughs> um, everyone loves Lola Bunny. Um, Jessica Rabbit. I wasn't totally sure whether or not she was a rabbit until just now. But um, what have you not seen the movie? Well, I hadn't seen the movie, so I just assumed that she was like you guys. Are... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You picked this MFK, <laughs> assuming that they were all actually rabbits. <laughs> That's correct. How can, how have you guys not seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> I don't. Maybe it's been I, ahead of its like time. Ahead of so its time, we need to watch Disney it. Movies out there that that we got brainwashed with as children. That wasn't one of them. I watched that as an adult as a young adult I, I apparently we need to watch it we got disney plus so well I, well that or yeah. when you guys come over for the dynasty draft we can watch it together then too i think we should be watching like football movies but i mean sure we can watch we can <laughs> well yeah. no i'm gonna say that ne- okay well we can talk about this after the podcast <laughs> we yeah. gotta get the jukebox yeah 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 let me go ahead and kill judy hops i mean let's give judy her props though she's a she's a cute little bunny <laughs> oh Ju- but, she is a cute bunny but she ain't she ain't lola so uh i'm glad we could come to somewhat of an, of an, of an agreement there um but yeah with that let's turn it over to jukebox juke juke um and we got a couple of oldies for you today um originally i was gonna give you oldies but goodies as far as old players and dynasty but since we already did older players i shifted um our scenarios here so let's start off with respect r-e-s-p-e-c-t by franklin um give this man and his mama respect y'all know who i'm talking about Lamar Jackson still doesn't have a deal with the Ravens. Insane. How high would you draft Lamar in Dynasty if he, A, gets a deal done with the Ravens, or B, does that change if he get, goes to the Falcons, Raiders, Jets, or Titans? So, so basically, like, one, how high would you draft him overall, and does him moving to a new team affect his draft value positively or negatively? Are we both answering both of these? Yeah. All right. I can take this one first. Um, I believe that if he gets a deal done with the Ravens, that gives him the most value that he can have just because he's in a situation that he knows. Um, same coach, same offense that's built around him. Uh, if he goes anywhere else, there's going to be that – bell curve of uh you know a little bit of a learning curve a little bit of getting used to the new system not that i don't think he can do it um i think either way he gets a deal done and he's on a team uh he's in in dynasty especially dynasty superflex especially he's got to be uh a top six pick i think i think i'm picking 
Allen Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, and Herbert before him. Herbert, I'm kind of questionable about. Um, but yeah, I think I think top six pick. Uh, if he if he stays on the Ravens, top five. If he goes somewhere else, top six or seven. Um, I think I, I listen. I I definitely agree. Top six. Um, I mean, I still. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, this guy. I still even as good as Mahomes is. I mean, Lamar is the little game changer. I don't. I don't really care. The guy is just insane. I mean, he's just insane. Uh, that's all I can say. I mean, the youngest ever. I just realized that too. The youngest ever to ever get an NFL MVP award. Um, he's already done it at such a young age, and I I think this year continue just to be an unlucky year for him. I'd have to take him top six for sure. Like I'd take him over Herbert too. Yeah, I'd take him top five. Like he's that good. He's game breaking. Yeah, man. That's what I said. Give this man his respect. Honestly. I've said it once. I'll say it again. If you put Lamar on the Eagles, he is doing the things that Jalen Hurts is doing. They have similar talents. I think Jalen Hurts is a better locker room guy, better leader, which goes a long way. But Lamar Jackson is absolutely incredible. Like he can throw the ball, and obviously he is one of the most dynamic runners in the entire league. So, um, I, for, for me, I don't know if the value changes much. I mean. The Ravens don't have shit at skill players. So if you go somewhere like the Falcons, you got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, you go to the Raiders, you got Devontae Adams, you go to the Jets, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Um, I think he's got more weapons if he goes somewhere else. Mm. Um, And Greg Roman is gone, so it's going to be a new offense anyway. So I think the value could increase, honestly. But, um, yeah, I'm still on Lamar and, and still a high draft pick for me. Um, next song, Twist and Shout. What movie had a huge scene featuring this song? Harris Bueller. And what city did that take place in? Chicago. And who's the current QB of the Chicago Bears? Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. All right. So, right now, (laughs) are you guys taking Justin Fields in Dynasty or the field of Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, a first-round QB draft pick? Huh. What a great question. That's a really good question because I thought you were going to say, are you taking Fields or is that the part where you're pivoting? Because that's 100%. He's the guy that I'm pivoting to wide receiver in a startup draft, but uh, MJ, I'll let you go with the actual question. <sighs> I, well, let's, I have to ask a question before that. Are we, are we doing the draft after the NFL draft or before? <laughs> because uh, yeah. or before the season, how about that? Before the season, start of the season. Well, the question is now, but the now? actual draft would happen during the summer. So if it's now, I am... Oh. 
Yes, I will take Fields. That is such a hard question, but I will I will take Fields because I they have the most money available to spend this offseason by a very large margin. And I think and I hope as a Bears fan, they know how to use that money to get him the positional players he needs to succeed. And I, I firmly believe they're going to spend the money and give him the players he needs. Hopefully, I think DeAndre Hopkins has been in the woodworks too, floated around. I think that'd be legit. I'd get a jersey. But um, yes, I, I gosh, I just I think he's he's starting to get a feel for the NFL too. So yes, I'll absolutely take Fields over all the draft picks. Yeah, um, I think I have to second MJ here uh, and and also second what he said. I think this might be one of the hardest questions we ever had, especially in the jukebox segment. Um, I do think it's close, uh, but also if the Bears are able to move that 1.01 for just a bunch of weapons and toys for Justin Fields, I think the sky's the limit for him. Um, and as the guy that owns the 1.01 in Dynasty, it, it would be tough to turn down if someone sent me Justin Fields for 1.01. Not gonna lie, that would that would be tough to turn down. Yeah, I mean, really tough question. Really, like, uh, I'm into the I'm into the so. potential. I really am into the potential of all those quarterbacks. But Fields has flashed already flash his running ability. What happens when we give him wide receivers? Yeah. I mean, cr- like crazy. Well, y'all know I'm sticking with fields any day of the week. Give me the, the proven talent two years in. And again, I think if you set him up with a team like Jalen got set mm. up with, he's going to, he's going to boom. Oh yeah, baby. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm taking fields any day of the week. And let's, wrap it on up yeah great um once again thank you guys uh scott and steven all the all the work you guys put in for this episode um a really excellent dynasty dive um break down into some of the difference some excellent tips uh steven that was like we said one of the best questions i think you've asked us since we started this whole segment and excellent question so i i'm just want to reiterate how excited we are as a group are for this upcoming year. Um, I think this is a testament to, you know, how much work we're really putting in and how much we're growing. Cause I feel like our content is getting better and listen, I'm more excited every day, every time we do this about what we're going to put out. And I hope all these listeners are more excited too, cause, um, we're going to start putting out some really good quality out there and, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, make a name out for ourselves. So, um, Steven, have anything to say? Yeah. If you got any good MFKs out there, let us know. We're, uh, <laughs> we're happy to, to incorporate them into the show. Um, but really if, if you guys want us to talk about anything, if you guys want us to hash anything out, get in the ring and, and fight it out, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. So, uh, let us know what content you guys want to hear and we'll bring it. But thanks for listening. Uh, Scott? Yeah, like, like Steven said, uh, there, are, there are definitely topics that we do not see eye to eye on, like Inception and Dark Knight, and we will, we will duke it out uh, for your guys' pleasure here on the podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys, MJ and Steven, 
Uh, and yeah, you all have homework out there. If you haven't seen any of those movies that we talked about today, go watch them. I've got homework. I got to go watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. Uh, next episode, hopefully here in the next two to three weeks or so. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys. And yeah, I, all I can say is thank you because we're just continuously grateful for everything we got right here. An opportunity to speak on fantasy football and entertain you our listener. Um, so thanks for again for tuning into another episode of what's your fantasy fantasy football podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.